Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. Ben Rogers in studio and with a good friend of mine who is awesome in all aspects of serving this community, Caitlin Steakley. Caitlin. Caitlin. <laughs> That's about how my week has went, so I, I it's have, fair. Yeah, I've been giving you a pep talk all morning. About, yeah. <laughs> Keeping it together. And, and here I am calling you Caitly. Yeah. Does Caitly, is that even a name? I don't think so. Caitlin. And a lot of people call you Kate. They do. Mm-hmm. I do not call you Kate. Your mama named you Caitlin. I call you Caitlin. I go by both. I really do. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Everything good? Yeah. I want to I want to talk about PEP, Putnam Education Partnership, and I want to talk about Wish You Were Here, and I want to talk about Rotary and all the good things you're doing. So we're going to start with PEP. Now, you are executive director, and I say our executive director because I'm on the board, which is one of the best decisions I feel like I've made in public service as far as serving because we do – our board focuses on – what what I think a lot of people or everybody in the world should focus on is our children. Absolutely. And and their betterment, right? You know, yes. and, and finding a way to remove roadblocks for them to to get an education. And we focus on K through twelve, and and we don't. I don't know if we've ever branched out above that, but we can talk about that. But Putnam Education Partnership, it's a foundation, and and I want you as our executive director to remind everybody what we do, how we serve. The PEP Foundation is, uh, in my opinion, the most amazing uh, place that I could ever work Mm -hmm. um, because I truly, truly believe in what the goal is for the organization, which is to remove barriers to student achievement for public education students. And so those barriers look different across the board. Uh, We really specifically focus on low-income households and low-income families, our families that are experiencing poverty, um, and really try to open the community's eyes, the goal is to open the community's eyes to see the need and then also give them opportunity to fill the need. So um, in my in my time at PEP, it's I've spent a lot of time over the last two years. I've been there for two years, I think this month, actually, um, just learning the needs of the school system and the students in the school system and then coming up with ways for us to use the community to meet those needs. And so that's that's the ultimate goal is that Kids, when they walk in a classroom, they're ready to learn. They don't have to worry about being hungry. They don't have to worry about some of the things that may impact student and student and student learning, which is issues at home, or if they are going to have enough money to pay fees for something at school. And so our organization really tries to step in and cover those cover those needs. And we also, I mean, one of our biggest programs, it's the most longstanding program, it's the cornerstone of our of our foundation is our backpack program, which many people are familiar with. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about what backpack is and and what we actually do. And so it's not an actual backpack. It's not a backpack that we send home every week. It's just a bag. It's a grocery sack of food that goes in students' backpacks each week. We we're provided grant funding to run that program. And last year we served uh, right at 742 children in Putnam County schools weekly through the PEP Foundation. There's some other schools that have churches that pick up um, pick up their programs, so there's more children than that. There's probably close to 1,000 or, or better in our district that don't have um, or children that are experiencing food insecurity in their home, which is alarming to me. Um, so I feel very passionate about what we're doing. I have great future goals for the organization and hopes for what it can be and what it can do. I'm excited to have people like you, Ben, that have a understanding of government and how things work um, and, and really are able to help us 
you know, look for those gaps and fill them as they're coming in. So, yeah. And so you, you've said it perfectly. Um, of course I had Brandon Smith on last week. He was our president, you know, and he's, he's still on our board, but we're moving, uh, he's moved down, stepped down and we have now Rachel Stiles as our president. Yes. And, um, and so, it, which we're excited about and she's wonderful, but what you said was it's all about the kids, right? And and some people have, and I've been, I've had phone calls and they're good phone calls, but Hey, can Pep do this? Or Hey, does, how does Pep work? And are y'all just taking care of stuff inside the classroom? And the answer is no. We're like you said, we're trying to help kids, especially low income housing kids, even at home that may, may not be uh, well fed. Maybe right. they're not getting three meals a day and the only meal, maybe the only meal they get is cool. Yeah. That's very typical. Yeah. So we're focusing on Anything we can do, whether it's inside the school building or outside the school building, to help these kids achieve an education, receive that education, and and be the best they can be in doing that. And so that's the reason, and I think it was last year, I had Brandon Smith on for another reason last year, and we talked about it, and he inspired me and said, I'd love for you to be on. I talked to you, and, and you was welcoming, and everybody's been so welcoming to me, and I, it's just, it fills my heart to help these kids. I really feel like our board has a really good thing going. Um, we have a lot of things on the horizon that I'm excited to talk about and get into. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that. That's one of the reasons you're here is to remind people what PEP is. And, and I do want to say a couple of things before we continue. We're not funded by the school system. No. Nope. You know, and, and I get that question. How much money does the school system spend on your, your foundation? And, and, and the answer is zero. Now, time, they spend time with us. And they may help, help let us utilize some of the resources through people, you know, the right. resources through people. So that's part of the partnership. But it, it, there's no direct funding from the budget, Putnam County School budget, to go to PEP. We... As a board, especially you as our director, are active, actively seeking uh, or doing fundraising to help maintain what we do. And we have some gracious people that give to us continually, and the churches are so good to us. And so many people are out here trying to support us because they believe in what we do. Yes. And so the important thing is we're, the county is not spending tax dollars, right? Absolutely. No, there's no tax dollars. All of our funding is either from churches who provide our backpack program. Our churches are the ones who pretty much fund that. This year, even last year, uh, with rising food costs, we are starting to rely also on individual donors and donations. And we're really seeking out that to make that program self-sustainable. That's one of my goals for this year is for that program to have enough um, monthly supporters that feel strongly about the program uh, in addition to the churches and the organizations. Because it's not just churches. I want I do want to note that. We also have businesses that step in and fill that gap as well, like Tutco and Cummins. Uh, filtration, which I think has a new name now, so I may have said that wrong. But those businesses and those big entities here in Putnam County, they use their manpower and labor as well to help us fill fill those needs um, through providing volunteer opportunities to their employees uh, to run those programs. And so um, we, we really couldn't do it without all of our organizations, churches, and supporters. And like I said, my goal this year for the organization is for it to become self-sustainable um, through individual donations and increasing just awareness about the program and and all that we do with that specific program. We also receive grant funding for um, an in-kind food donations from Second Harvest Food Bank for about, we're getting 275 kids covered on the program this year, which means we have to make up the remainder of whatever, whoever registers over that 275. Last year, that was a total of 542, or 742, I'm so sorry. We had 742 uh, kids last year, so... 
those are the big goals, uh, but we absolutely have no, we have no tax money. We get some uh, other community grants from other businesses in town like Publix and T-Mobile and different groups like that that provide opportunities specifically for educational foundations. One of the things I'm really excited about this year, Ben, is we're going to launch, or we have launched officially, Ben Drive Opportunities. So basically, your company or organization um, can adopt a bin, um, and this bin will come with a, a specific need for a specific school or a specific department within the within the district. So right now we're collecting rain boots, raincoats, and rain gear for Jerry Whitson students. Um, and those two drop-off locations that we have right now are Oregon on Jackson Street and uh, the Real Estate Collective on Broad and 20 West Broad Street is their address. Yep. Um, across from me. Yes. Yep. So, uh, so we have some really great opportunities that we're really trying to, you know, like I said in the beginning, connect the community with the need and the opportunity to fill that need. Yeah, and I, and I definitely want to talk about that Ben Ben Drive, not me Ben, but a food Ben, clothes <laughs> yeah. Ben, not Ben, not as <laughs> you don't have to adopt me. Yeah, you don't have to adopt me. The B I N Drive. Uh, but I want to. I don't, just before we leave the food part with the students, you mentioned earlier. I think there's around, what, 13,000 students in our school system, school district? Yes. yep. And over 1,000, you said, are in that concern area of not getting enough food, right? Correct. And we're focusing on those thousands. I mean, that's that thousand or so. Yeah. So I go back to that to say, you know, we're here to help anybody, but we focus on those that are in more of a need, right? Correct. So, and we get those, we, we get that through the school system. We get that through people that say, hey... The, this this child is in need of of, of maybe uh, food or clothes or their family's in need of take care of something at home that keeps their lights on or something or water yes. running and so we get those requests and that information mainly through the school system yes um, and so we're not we're not getting we're, community we're, requests yeah community requests so yeah we're, we're, we have a we have a system in place and. The needs that we end up filling are things that come down from guidance, or not guidance, excuse me, from school counselors that then report those um, those needs to the supervisors at the student services building. And then student services, if after they use all their grant funding that they get and they have something that doesn't fit in their grant funding, which is a lot of things, um, then sometimes we step in and, and help with that. Last year we provided, I think right at $14,000 in support last school year for just student needs. That's not, that wasn't food, that wasn't necessarily food, it actually wasn't food related. That was clothes, um, electric, or utility bill help um, for people that might be like a grandma that's caring for a child that um, I know specific story was a grandma broke a bone and she was unable to work and she wasn't able to keep her light bill on. And so PEP helped fill that gap for her until she could, so she could recover and not have to worry about, she was working a landscaping job, I believe. And so um, there's just some really hardworking folks in our community that, you know, there's just not necessarily resources for them. Um, and so we try to step in if there's a child. One, our main filter is obviously there has to be a Putnam County School System student in the right. home to receive um, to receive assistance. And so we'll get those needs. Um, they could be for like I, I'll go back to the list of things uh, we have. Uh, we've helped with a lot of dental issues and families that um, kids were in extreme pain and unable to learn because of the pain they were in. Sure. Um, so we helped cover some of those expenses. We've helped. Um, when families, like if a kid, uh, got injured at school and they, you know, ended up needing assistance, um, uh, 
paying for that medical provider, we would step in and partner with groups like the Charitable Foundation at the hospital and help meet the needs of those kids together. Um, and that's one of the big things I think Pepper really tries to do is we try to do things together yeah. uh, with other organizations in town and really do you know full wraparound make sure that we're not we are not siloing ourselves um, right. as a nonprofit community but um yeah clothing food utilities um sometimes rental assistance if it, the situation warrants um but like i said those come up in those cases where something's happened and it's it's been brought to the attention that you know a kid's learning might be impacted yeah we we Try to focus on any way we can help. So this has been Rogers, Local Matters. We'll be back with Kaylin Steakley after this break. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers with Miss Caitlin Steakley. Caitlin. Yes. Got her out this time. You did. Good job. How long have we known each other? <laughs> Sorry again about that. Anyway, uh, good stuff about the Putnam Education Partnership. Caitlin is our executive director. I serve as I serve as treasurer. Treasurer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had to think for a minute. <laughs> I serve as treasurer. Oh, you have uh, too many, too many hats, then. Yeah, and so, but I love it. I love working with you all. We have a great board, as we talked about. One of the things we talked about before we left was something new we're doing. We have we ever done a, a band drive, B I N drive before? I mean, ca- let me explain how it started. Will that be helpful? Yes, because okay. it's been around what almost twenty years now. So is this something? It's, yeah, it ha- this next year will be the twentieth. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, yeah. Now I can start planning for like for next 20, year. 20 year anniversary. Like you don't have anything else to do. No, but, I, mean, I think I have a year, so we're good. But yeah, like, like how how has the band drive uh, been a part of PEP? Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the history of PEP sure. for a second, yeah. and we'll roll into kind of how that um, how some of these things came came about, shall we? Um, so PEP was created in 2004 as an opportunity to provide classroom mini grants to teachers. Um, over the years, that program kind of fizzled out. There was um, some turnover uh, in leadership that caused that to kind of become um, non-existent. Uh, and so whenever they started looking for groups to pilot the backpack program for the school district, um, PEP was brought in as the agency that could provide that uh, ability. And so they basically just handed it off to the task force to do the backpack program and that's where it started and they really it started as just backpack and then it grew into essential human need and and meeting needs and safety needs of students and um providing like little things here and there when something fell through the cracks and it's just grown from there um 
And so I'm really excited uh, about the future of the organization because it's finally picked up the momentum that I think it deserves and needs. Um, and I'm excited to be a part of, of that process. Um, it's, it is a really exciting time for the organization. So this past year, we'll, we'll skip forward now to how we got, how we got to the, the bin drives. So this past year, we were asked to participate in the tree lighting ceremony as an opportunity for the community to do a give back. Um, and at that time, we were looking for something to collect the donations in because it was really last minute. And so there was a um, a local group from Monterey, the, the Old Gray, which has like all the amazing things that are going on in Monterey that, I mean, is so cool to me. Um, they stepped in and had, they had barrels. So they were able to donate us um, these plastic, these big plastic barrels. There's eight of them. And we set those up at the tree lighting service and it was for food donations um, that night. And after the effect, after the fact, I was like, what the heck am I going to do with these? (laughs) What the heck am I going to do with these? And so last at the end of last school year, um, or even mid mid school year, I started noticing that principals and different people that I knew in the school system were looking for very specific things um, for their students. Like when graduation came around, uh, there was a principal that was looking for graduation shoes for boys and certain sizes. And then um, we had done some other, we had also used the bins to drop them off at different banks and locations for banks or groups to fill up um for our food pantries, because we didn't even talk about that. We do, we do have food pantries in addition to the backpack program, uh, which is a whole other, whole other topic. Uh, but we had used them for, for specifically for food collection after the fact. But then after, um, I, I, we didn't need that much food. I don't need eight bins full of food every single month. We would go through that uh, really quickly. And with backpack program, it's a very standard menu. We order that food from Second Harvest. Um, and our provided grant food. And so we try to match that that menu so that there's not deviation amongst the schools. Um, and so after really thinking about it and seeing those different um, groups looking for things on Facebook, I started having more conversations about how could we utilize these to do other, other things besides just food. And so um, we ended up taking them and we're working on, I'm finishing branding them. I branded them one way and then I'm kind of redid them because I thought they needed to be more vague so we could do more things. And so we have an opportunity now where the bins will be adopted out and they'll sit at somebody's business or location for a certain amount of time, whatever is decided between the organization and yourself, you'll be given that list. Um, And so we're really trying to utilize and find unique ways to meet needs that are kind of not run of the mill, not clothing, not, not just food. I mean, obviously we we will do those things too when, when the time comes, but it'll look like second grade swimsuits and rain gear because Jerry Whitson, in case anyone doesn't know, is a community school, meaning a good majority of their kids walk to school in the morning. And so if it's a rainy day, they have, um, absentee and, and, uh, you know, issues with kids being tardy because of the rain and different elements. And so providing them the ability to go to and from school if it's going to rain um, without showing up soaking wet and then freezing because you're in an air-conditioned building. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are great opportunities for us to step in as a community and and love on love on the kids and make sure that they're meeting their full potential and have the ability to meet their full potential because they're able to show up and be ready. 
Yeah, our businesses and churches have been wonderful so far. Amazing. Uh, we're just asking them to continue to be amazing, right? And they yes. are, but we have opportunities for more to get involved with the other bands. And so here's what I like uh, so much about our community, our county, our school district, and you. Well, your passion, like your your ability, you, you seek out the folks that you need to seek out to let them know and for them to be aware and they seek you out for you to be aware of what the needs are right yes. you make those connections you work hard to do that and and your your passion to do that it's I, I, i've never heard you complain at a board meeting saying i just don't have time to do this it's just like i could do this or i can go meet with someone so i'm bragging on you you don't have to say <laughs> anything you don't i mean i know you're humble and all that but i'm bragging on you but i brag on our school system too because they're letting you know those needs so like jerry whitson people some people may not know it's a community school and may, and they may not think about the obstacles for those kids to have to go to, to class if it's pouring rain and i'm a parent i may not send my kid out in the rain to walk to school or you know if i'm a parent and i'm at work and and i can't you know i can't make them stay or go and they're not they may not go yeah. if it's raining so again that's why we're removing those barriers to help students get to school and have an education and so I, anybody out there that wants to partner with us, right? They just absolutely. I mean, we have a website. We have a website. It's peptn.org. Uh, on there is a contact form and all my contact information. Um, and then you can do lots of things on there. You can sign up to be a monthly donor for backpack program because we need those. You can contact me and, uh, you know, ask to set up a, a bin for your business. Um, you can just learn more about the organization. You can read about some of the things we've done. You can connect to our Facebook page as well and and see uh, real time some of the people that are engaged in, in helping us uh, meet these needs. And so, again, www.peptn.org. That's P-E-P-T-N dot O-R-G. So that is an amazing way to find out all the things and we would love to partner with you all anybody that can help us help the kids right so uh, look forward to hearing from more people i have a little bit more time left with miss caitlin steakley she is the putnam education partnership executive director among other things and we're going to get to some of that when we come back in just a moment here on local matters after this break Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers in studio with Miss Caitlin Steakley, uh, the executive director for the Putnam Education Partnership, PEP. Pep. Uh, Pep. And uh, we're laughing because uh, I'm having a hard time. Um, <laughs> and she does so much more. She, but Pep was our main focus today to talk about. And she, you, great job covering everything. I, I'm just, I'm, again, I'm so proud to be a part of it and continue to work with the school system and all the good folks over there communicating, uh, working well together. Because if we don't work well together with them, we don't, we don't get to achieve as much as we want to, right? I mean, we can only do so much by ourselves as a foundation. We have great board, uh, great board members. We're just adding adding a new board member uh, yeah. coming up. So we've we've lost a couple just due to timing, but we're adding adding one coming up. And so it's a great way if you're interested in supporting our kids that maybe from are from low income housing in Putnam County that may uh, have some barriers that prevent them from getting uh, the education they need in our school system. Uh, because of personal things, maybe it's food related, maybe it's at home with uh, keeping the lights on, whatever. Yeah. Reach out to us and partner with us because we want to help those kids. We so, do. Yeah. Um, Caitlin. Yes, sir. You 
are a big part of Wish You Were Here, and that is the, uh, I say television show, but it's more like of a, it's not really a show. It's not a sitcom, even though it is fun. It's <laughs> it fun. is fun. It is fun. Uh, but it's, a, uh, it's not even a documentary. It's just a program on WCTE. Yes. Uh, slash PBS. That you are being, how long have you been part of Wish You Were Here? This is the second season. Second and, season, okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, second season. It's about a year and a half. Uh, we go and it's, I get to visit all sorts of places all over the upper Cumberland. So I have been, um, all the way to McMinnville, um, and then all the way to Solana and Birdstown and Jamestown area. So it's literally like I'm going all over the place. I am seeing all sorts of beautiful locations and places that people can visit in the upper Cumberland. The show was provided from a tourism recovery grant uh, from the Department of Commerce, I think. Uh, Economic no. Community Development. There we yeah, go. ECD. Look, Ben knows more than I do uh, because I, he does government things. I was at a conference. He's fancy. At, at, the, at the governor's conference for yes. tourism, and I saw all the things. Saw your you and Shan smiling face on the screen with the show, and the, I don't think they played a video, but they they was just showing pictures on the PowerPoint. So yeah. ECD, yeah. which I think is wonderful that the state's yes. Economic Community Development uh, Department is investing back in our local communities, especially in Upper Cumberland, because this is where you and I live, right? Yep. And so great. The, you and Shan both, and with some, along with other people, are out there doing and I think it's fun. Rafferty, that, who's one of our board members. He's also out there with me. Rafferty it's is... It's me, Shan, Matt Beal, and Rafferty Cleary. Yeah. So I'm the host, and then they and I get to go on adventures as the host. But they also get to go; they get to go on more adventures than I do. I go on one adventure a month. Sometimes Rafferty and them get to go on two or three. So um, they stay really busy. We all stay really busy. It's a great opportunity for our region. Absolutely amazing opportunity for our region. I have seen some of the most unique places that I didn't know existed, and I'm like, I have been just flabbergasted at the number of opportunities there are to travel day trip here in our, in our region that are extremely fun, that are a great time for the whole family where there's great food, great people, and even opportunity to learn um, about history or, or something related. Um, it's just been an amazing experience all the way around. So do we have any measurables that you know of that, that how this show's impacted tourism in Upper Cumberland? Has, it, has there anything come back and said, this is producing more people or more people are talking about, Hey, I saw, I saw uh, Fancher Falls, which is something maybe mm-hmm. nobody knew about. Everybody knows about Cummins Falls and Burgess Falls and, and Virgin Falls, but Fancher, maybe Fancher Falls or something like that. Has, has there any measurables that you know of yet, or is it too soon? I think it's too soon. Okay. I, I'm not aware of any. I do know that I hear – I have a lot of people asking me about it and that are telling me they've seen the show. So um, And they loved that when I went here or there or wherever I was. Um, and so I think – I think there's really good opportunity of impact, and I think it'll just take time for us to understand really what that impact is going to be. Um, but overall, I use every opportunity I can to be like, you got to go try this, you got to go try that. And I think it's just that it's it's a good word of mouth marketing that can create interregional travel and interregional um, tourism cross county lines. Um, and so I'm just excited to be a part of it. I have met. Like I said, so many amazing people and business owners and small business owners that are so passionate about what they're doing that it's it's truly enlightening to be able to spend time with them and just 
and see how much they're pouring themselves into their community in the hope that the community can be better. And mm-hmm. I think that's even that goes back to Pep. That goes back to what you do. Absolutely. And and I have and I can't say that I have ever stood with a person and interviewed them that didn't have that type of mindset. And walking in and hearing their story and what the hurdles they overcame to get there and what led them to do it, it, it all goes back to some sort of greater impact or greater need than themselves. Um, and it has just been the best experience. So I'm thankful that you're involved with the other three that you said. Y'all are all wonderful people. Uh, it's giving back to the community, right? And so mm-hmm. this format, the format I do here is about public service and what people are doing in the public to help our community and, and the folks that live in it. And the wish you were here is just another avenue. Even you're educating people, informing people here that that live here that didn't know things, right? Because yeah. I don't know everywhere to go in Upper Cumberland. I've been I've been traveling it for 18 years for my job, but I, I don't. I didn't know Fancher Falls was so wonderful. It's phenomenal. I went know? there growing up, like every other weekend, because it's really? right next to Cookville Boat Dock. It's just you just go yeah. to Cookville Boat Dock it, and you just go around the corner. We a- would take like little like mini trips there as a family on the boat. Like yeah. that would just be where we like. If we just wanted to take a small cruise or whatever at, at night, I knew there was a falls there. I didn't know yep. what it was called, you know. Yeah. So it's like, but there's so many spots here there that are. we we don't talk about. I, I'm not a big social media guy. I think you probably know that. Uh, and it's nothing. And that's okay. Well, it's nothing against. us. just don't <laughs> spend a lot of time on it. But I am on Instagram. I did have an Instagram account because uh, I don't know why I started it. Anyway, I think my wife told me to start it. Anyway. Nashville, Tennessee, if you follow them on Instagram, they're always highlighting the Upper Cumberland. Go take well, an hour drive from Nashville. You can go to these waterfalls or you can go see this. And I think p- things like Wish You Were Here mm-hmm. and what we do here in this community is a big part of getting it to Nashville. And they're seeing these things like, oh, gosh, we can get people to Nashville if we advertise that you can be at this beautiful waterfall within me, an hour. Let me tell you a story, actually, because it's funny you bring that up. Awesome. I love stories. I, don't you? Okay. Mm-hmm. So a couple... Um, probably about a month and a half ago, I guess I had a segment in Moss, Tennessee, and it was at the getaway. Have you heard of the getaway? Okay. Well, the getaway, um, the getaway is a nationwide company. Um, and they have locations outside of most major cities in the U S and what they do is they buy basically land that has been utilized for either logging um, or former campgrounds or summer camps or something like that. And they turn it into these little tiny getaway retreats outside of that area. So even there have been so many places that I went that their area of impact and where they were marketing to was not the Upper Cumberland. They were marketing to Nashville or even internationally, ESHA, um, Institute of Inner Sciences in McMinnville, like their made their main guy that runs that that lives there it was like the top 40 um top 40 person people in india like mm-hmm. he was named the top 40 people from the indian like i don't know who names those people but he was the top 40 like it was a big it's a big deal and they and they have people from all over the world all the people i met there were people that had moved in to work there from um new york and uh even I mean Nashville too, but lots of larger cities that decided to escape and get away from the like the hustle and bustle of like major city living, and were living there and working as yoga instructors and in different ways. And so 
it was more of like this, it's like an international impact for Isha. And then with the group and the getaway, the getaways uh, kind of business model was, that's the getaway Nash- Nashville. It's two hours from Nashville. It's in Moss, Tennessee, which to us feels like nowhere near Nashville. Right. Like, but that is their market. And they, they explained that to me in the segment and everything. They don't, they market specifically to people that need to get away from the hustle and bustle of city life in in this opportunity to go to what was an old logging uh, old logging roads that they've turned into these campgrounds uh, and you can go and rent basically this really cute tiny home and it's just in the woods and there's no cell service there's just a campfire there's um you have to make all your food like yeah uh, you have to bring your stuff in there's not a ton of places to go and be you just go and get away and uh, but yes, there's a lot of that major marketing that is happening for those different things that are not happening necessarily here. And I think this is like an in between, right? So we're creating content for the Upper Cumberland with the great opportunity that we can advertise and send that stuff out to people in Nashville and really try to keep bringing those tourism dollars here. And this idea that we're the getaway, we're the escape, we're the we're the uh, kind of close by getaway place that you can just decompress um but at the same time we're also building you know we're building um inter-regional travel too with knowledge about things that we didn't know existed because we not weren't necessarily their major market but it's a great opportunity for us to go and spend the day with our family and go hiking or go for a night somewhere too so that's great information yeah i we could talk all day about we different could. stuff. We could. And sometimes we do. Sometimes you'll, we'll have a meeting and we'll end up talking about whatever. Caitlin, thanks for being on. Um, you've been amazing. I appreciate all that you do. We only covered two things that you're a part of with PEP and wish you were here. You're also the vice president for Noonday Rotary, correct? Yes. For Rotary Club of Cookville, yes. Rotary at, Club of Cookville. Yes, we meet no, at noons sorry. at the Leslie Town Center. Sorry I missed the correct and, um, title of that up. You, I would love to have people as a guest <laughs> if they're interested in joining. So, Yeah, um, there you go. You can hit me up. Yeah, that's part of public services, Rotary, and what they do. So, yeah. um, So appreciate you being here. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, always good it's stuff. Always fun. Um, always pre- appreciate my producer Jake for taking care of us. Remember, folks, it's a lot easier to smile than it is to frown. Be good to somebody this weekend. Give them a hug. Be, uh, you know, encouraging and 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 focus on helping each other this week. Uh, and and again, people like Caitlin is what makes this community go around and our relationships and how we work together. Just appreciate everybody out there and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week here on Local Matters. This has been Ben Rogers with Miss Caitlin Stickley.